0: You're listening to Double Exposure with Sophia Lemon and Petro, a photography podcast on both the creative aspects and business side of photography. Join the conversation on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia.
1: Welcome back, everybody. This is Petro. Uh, say hi, Sophia. Hi. Oh, Ooh, and Lola, <laughs> uh, and uh, you're listening to Double Exposure Show.
0: Double Exposure uh, Show <laughs> with Sean <totally>. Connery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you picked that up, eh? That was not on purpose.
0: <laughs> Dude, oh. my accents are getting so good.
1: <laughs> I know you're gonna change careers soon. <laughs> So, welcome back, everybody. This is Double Exposure with myself, Petra, and Sophia. If you're curious and you want to read the show notes, including the accent in the previous bit there, you can find them on doubleexposure.show/slash episode/slash 34. That's right, folks, episode 34. And you would know that if you were part of our Facebook community um, on the Double Exposure Show group. <laughs> You would know
0: that, you jerk.
1: <laughs> so, once you join the conversation Ooh. on the Double exposure Show group? Thank you. So, <laughs> I, think, I think we just lost like 30% of our listeners right there.
0: <laughs> no, this is a good start to the show. I have heard that people like our banter.
1: It's true. Everybody always says that. <laughs> the world is full of liars
0: um actually Actually, (laughs) my friend candra you know i've talked about candra on the show before candra shank um we get together like once a week for coffee and pretending to work and um she was saying that she really likes our banter and oh she recommended our podcast to a couple of her friends and one of them lives in london and so we're having this conversation she's like yeah so he's gonna listen to it well then i get a friend request on facebook And I accept the friend request. And as I always do with people I don't know, send him a message saying, you know, who who are you? (laughs) What the heck? Um, What inspired the friend request? And he goes, um, well, actually, my friend Kandra recommended your podcast to me. I'm sitting across from her. And she literally just said that, that she had recommended the podcast
1: that is too funny
0: and i was like oh my god your friend Corey gardner just added me to facebook and she's like oh my god
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> and now he's listening yeah
0: and i was like oh my god i'm sitting across from candra right now but <laughs> it was too funny Smaller. so hi Corey and hi Kendra. and now i feel like i should make sure that i got his name right otherwise i'll feel like a big jerk
1: you know, it's, it's funny, but I, uh, oh. I don't know Corey Gardner.
0: <laughs> He's in St. Um, Thomas, I think.
1: Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's my but, story. Uh, yeah. It's a good story. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. And that concludes our episode. And done. Um, <laughs> Today's episode is actually about uh, a couple of. Actually, it's, a, it's one singular topic. We're going to focus on a question we received recently from a former student. And the question goes something like this. <laughs> hey, Petro and Sophia, starting a biz and wanted your insight on what products I should offer and which ones not to. Any I should say no, no to. I think what it means is should I just decline to do certain services for people if they ask me to do certain things? Um, Yep. What about (laughs) services? That's what it says. (laughs) The funny thing is it's my own writing. (laughs) Uh, I rewrote this because it didn't sound so good. And anyways, (laughs) what about services? So the question goes, uh, Hey, what products do you think I should offer as a new photographer? And which ones I should stay away from. And uh, same goes with services. So uh, before I start answering, I want to see what you have to say, Sophia.
0: Um, offer all of them and market some of them.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Did that make sense?
1: Yeah, that kind of makes sense.
0: So I th- Now, are
1: there any services you wouldn't offer as a, as a photographer?
0: Services? There's lots of stuff that I don't do. Okay, photography <laughs> services. <laughs> there's, that's what I meant. What did you think I was talking about?
1: <laughs> Based on how you laughed after you said, there's lots I don't offer. <laughs> huh, huh, huh. It implied other things. There's, um, there's
0: <laughs> lots of products I don't offer. There's lots of photography services I don't offer. So I basically focus on... Weddings and portraits, excluding um, newborn photos. And by that, I mean, you know, newborns swaddled and with a whole bunch of props and stuff. So I do weddings, engagements, bridals, um, trash the dress, um, and newlyweds. And then, so portraits, family portraits, beauty portraits, boudoir, studio headshots, Hmm all that portrait stuff, but Mm -hmm. not so much like fashion or anything commercial.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'll do, yeah, like
0: I will do commercial stuff for people I like. Roger. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, they're opening a little boutique store and they're friends with your mom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 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 That's going to come up a lot. Yeah, Um, but I
0: almost like... So, we want to talk a little bit about pricing today, right? And a little
1: bit. I, I think I want to kind of tackle more or less. There was a second part to the question, and it was literally like, what should I charge? But
0: yeah. So, I, I don't think we should dive into the pricing today for like services because that is going, that's like a topic unto itself. But mm-hmm. for products, we can do that. yeah
1: we'll touch on that so my take on services offered Mm -hmm. is um it depends what you want to do i mean you you are absolutely correct sophia offer everything market some and what i would do is i would market services that you want to people to hire you for uh we market ourselves as wedding photographers reality is we're far from being being labeled as wedding photographers um Our company, Lux Photography Co., or Lux Photography Company, um, is branded to be a luxury brand. is branded to kind of carry a little bit of uh, prestige to it. And that's because we are trying to market to a certain client. So part of your brand should revolve around the products that you want to offer and the the services you want to offer as well. Um, If I wanted to shoot product photography I probably wouldn't name my company something like uh, Enchanted Forest Wedding Photography you know or something like that so obviously build part of it will have to will depend on you building your brand and build your brand around the services you want to offer and the product you want to offer so having said that Uh, Although I agree with you, Sophia, by saying offer everything, I'm going to tell you right now that you should say no to things you don't want to do.
0: Oh, for goodness sake, yes.
1: So uh, don't be driven or motivated by a paycheck because inevitably two things are going to happen. One, you're going to hate your life for doing this photo shoot or doing this assignment. And two, you're going to probably suck at it really hard and not get paid or Mm -hmm. just Create a really bad reputation. So we talked a little bit about um, being likable and you know setting expectations and you know making people talk about you, Uh, allowing your clients to be your street team, so to speak, allowing them to be part of your brand ambassadors, and a big part of it's going to be in you declining certain services, declining certain jobs. Um, I, for example, will have no problem shooting a newborn or a baby. But I really don't want to photograph kids. So like if you, if you say, hey, I want to photograph my three sons. Um, I just want to, you know, I want a really nice uh, canvas for my fireplace or whatever. I will outsource it to somebody else. And now two people are being fed, so to speak. Now I outsource it still within the brand. Um, so if I outsource it to Brandon David photography uh, I'm still billing the client as Lux Photography Company and Brandon is going to bill me for it so I'm still offering it but I'm personally not doing it and if you're able to do that eventually in your own brand fantastic but for the time being if you don't feel comfortable doing that or if you don't want to do a certain photo shoot just flat out say sorry we don't do that I can recommend some people if you'd like or you know Google it. <laughs> that's the book. <bomb. laughs> Leave me alone. Google it. Um, and that's that's my take on the whole situation. Um, as far as products, same thing kind of applies to this, um, where if you're not very good at something, then don't do it. It's just as simple as that. Uh, the good news is there's people who can and will do things for you, Right. Mm -hmm. So if you suck at album design, outsource. There are companies that will actually do the entire album design for you. Um, One of my favorite album companies at the moment is called Zeno, or however you pronounce it. They used to be uh, Artisan State, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Um, Have I shared them with you at all recently, lately? Have you ordered anything from there? No. No. No? Okay. I
0: so like, Zeno... I feel like I know. I have too many album companies.
1: <laughs> possibly. I, I'm a big firm believer of less is more. Yeah. Um, so I used to actually order three different companies uh, for the really higher end album. And this is how I learned what products to offer and what <clears throat> not to offer. Yep. Um, I used to offer way too much. Um, so... Some of the products I would offer would be uh, for our boudoir clients. We had uh, a boudoir book that was had like little silhouettes of boudoir stuff. Uh-huh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I think it's actually called the Boudoir book. We I haven't ordered it in so long that I don't remember. Uh, for the really high end books, albums, we offered an album by a company called Couture Book. Um, For really high-end weddings, we offered um, Graffy Studio albums. They're handmade in Italy. Mm -hmm. And for the kind of -of run-of-the-mill stuff, we were using Asuka Book. We're down to one company, and it's Zeno. Mm -hmm. Honestly, they're better than good enough. Um, They have great pricing. They have a pro plan where you can actually be on a subscription-based, and then you get a certain discount, you get a certain store credit, etc., etc., uh but additionally, and I've never used this yet, uh, because I just haven't needed to, but they also offer album design for you. And I want to say it's like 50 bucks, or it might even be free. Um I'm believe it or not, I'm actually on their website right now. <laughs> and um can't really find it right away. But um they're um the, there's there's teams of people there that will actually design your album for you. So if you're not very good at it, uh, or if you just want the the stress off of off of you, let them do it. Yep. Um, you know, like I'm actually gonna look this up because now I'm super curious. So <laughs> I'm gonna pass the torch to you for a second while I look this up.
0: Oh no! So I <laughs> I work with three album companies right now, which is GTA Imaging, and then Lokta which is out of the States, and I use them for, like, they're eco-friendly, very unique albums, which I like. And I price those as fine art albums, so the price is significantly higher than the GTA albums, um, so it's totally worth my while to (laughs) order those books. And then also, uh, I think it's Decora is what they're called, and I will double check for the for the show notes. Um, and I only offer I think one of their albums, which is um, a leather album, um, just because it has some cool details to it that I like. But it's the same thing. It's also priced as um, as a fine art album. So yeah, I kind of have whittled it down for myself that way. Um, but. I really try to diminish the number of products that I have. That being said, I have a lot of them. So I have you know the standard prints in all of the sizes that you could ever possibly need from 4 by six to 40 by 60. And then I have framed prints, um, and those are just a black or white frame with or without black or white matting. Um, but I also offer custom framing. So I work with a gallery in Owen Sound. So any custom framing that people want done, I take them there. Um, so they can walk them through the process of framing because it's complicated and there are so many frames to pick from. It's just too much. Um, and then of course canvases, people love those. And the unstretched canvas with which Petro lets me do because that's fun. Um, And then metal prints, float mounts, acrylics, (laughs) um, all different kinds of cards. Um, You basically need to have a source for all of these things, but you don't need to, like, create a price list and give it to your clients and be like, okay, pick what you want. I find it's more effective to talk with your clients and find out what their style is and then narrow down the selection for them. Um, otherwise, they get completely overwhelmed.
1: It's true. Big time. I haven't been able to find anything. Oh, I've been looking, but I can't awful. find anything. <laughs> Meh. Um, well, whatever. If we find it, we'll post it up. But um, that's the thing. Don't fret. If you If you don't have all these things lined up, um, or you live in an area where you're just not sure you know, who offers this or whatnot, the good news is there's a lot of people who will ship this to you. Xeno is actually a Chinese company, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So all of this stuff is made in China and then shipped via DHL to my address, and then I resell it to my clients, right? Yeah. And, I, and I don't hide behind it. I actually tell them where I get this stuff, and it's just a lot easier. But um, at the same time, I don't have to charge as much, in order to have the same profit margin as I did when I used to sell high-end uh, graphic studio albums. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they're they're identical. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have the cover options that I did, but what I did is I stopped offering, you know, about 30 different cover options. Yep. So now with my album, you get one cover option.
0: Well, even <clears throat> even with the GTA albums, Um, There's a ton of cover options, and you know what I've done? All of the cover options are different prices, and rather than have a GTA album with three different cover options and then in those three different cover options, 12 different colors of each, I just did a price for the most expensive cover, and people can pick from all of the colors. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I do is... um, I get an idea of their style, their favorite colors, you know, for their wedding. Maybe there are some colors that are similar to their wedding colors. And I pull out like three options for them. And I say, these are the three I think you'll be most interested in. If they don't like any of those three, then we'll go to something else. But generally, they like what's there. Right. Um, And so I only have three prices for albums. So I have the GTA albums, I have the Lokta albums, and I have the Decor albums. And then there's no like, oh, if you get that cover, then the price jumps A whole bunch
1: (laughs) instead if you get if you get
0: this style of album it's this price if you get this style of album it's this price if you get this style of album it's this price because i have three different styles of albums between those three different companies right Um, obviously a different sized album is a different price or an album with more pages is a different price but changing the price based on the cover just drives me flipping mad
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> and that's that's exactly why I just kind of... First of all, I try not to sell even too many shapes and sizes. I go yep. by... I, I try to sell square albums. Yep. Um, so I offer my clients two albums. You either get a 10 by 10 or a 12 by 12. And I've even considered taking the 12 by 12 out, but some people do like a bigger book. I personally prefer a smaller book. So I say... Um, reg, you know, regular and large, <laughs> <laughs> so basically. Um, there is a smaller book available. It's 8x8, but I offer that as a large parent album. Yeah. So uh, 10x10, uh, and if I sell uh, parent albums, they're 6x6. Um, if I do 12x12, I automatically upgrade the parent albums to 8x8s. Or if I sell the 10x10, I offer the 8x8 as a as a premium Album as a premium parent album,
0: yeah.
1: And people have asked me; they're like, "Well, can we order an eight by eight for for ourselves?" I say, "Yeah, you can. It's the same price. So if you want a smaller album, you can." And they go, "Oh, well, we might as well get ten yeah. by It's like, Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yep. <clears throat>
1: so, uh, which is which is great, and I and I offer one color really, well, two colors. Uh, one cover. Um, uh, it's it's a leather cover, and it's either black or brown. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, I don't offer white because. I I feel like I would get it dirty before I got it to the client.
0: (laughs) Well, I. Something would happen. Like, personally, I don't care what color they go with. I just. I am perfectly fine having a swatch of every single color that GTA GTA has. But I'll get an idea of what sort of colors they want before they order it and then, you know, set the three swatches in front of them that I think they'll like. Um, Yep. The other thing is, I like. (laughs) Just with the covers, it drives me mad when it's when they say, oh, well, we really like this. You know, they pick their album, the size, the number of pages, and then you lay out a whole bunch of swatches in front of them and they go, um, oh, I like this leather one. And then it's and then you tell them, oh, well, the price, it's like a thousand dollars more for the leather cover. Yeah, that's not that's not very nice. (laughs) No,
1: No, it drives me bananas. And so I used to get confused. If I'm confused by looking at your price list, I'm just not going to offer you. Yeah. Because I, you know, oh I, my God. And I, I need to be able to explain it.
0: GTAs is like they have a big price list. They um, do. <laughs> yeah. I
1: know. I think they offer too much. Um, yeah. And of course, they're one of my main competitors when it comes to canvases yep.
0: uh,
1: as well. And um, so I, I do have to admit I have used them in the past. Um, I don't anymore just because of the very little product that I offer. Um, so my albums are very, uh, limited my canvases. I mean, I manufactured them myself for somebody who would like the canvases manufactured for them. You know, there's more than one company out there that will do it. Obviously I would love your business and I would love to do it for you. Uh, we do ship in North America, (laughs) so that's, that shouldn't be an issue, but, um, I have actually,
0: I have one, two, three, four, five, eight in this room. (laughs) <laughs>
1: eight of Petra's canvases yep. amazing yep um prints uh i offer prints and custom framing because i have a custom framer here in town that allows me to uh, basically resell their products so mm-hmm. um my client can actually go into the custom framing store pick things out they don't get any prices from them because it's a business to business kind of shop and actually, at the end of the day
0: yeah how do you do that how because i I'm working with this framer and we're trying to figure out the best way. Like, do they get price? Do like, does the framer do a markup? Cause the framer, I can send my clients into the framer and the framer can have their quote and then have my markup and give them the price right there. Or they can send their estimate to me and I can put a markup on it.
1: So that's, that's the crappy part is that, um, do I you're go working with somebody with the client? Offers. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. Um, you're just wasting your time. (laughs) Um, You're working with somebody who offers a service that's available to the public. Yeah. Uh, I'm working with somebody who does not do that. So if a customer walked in with a print, they wouldn't get any service, you know, but they walk in and they say, hi, I'm here to pick out a frame. Uh, I'm a customer of Lux Photo Co. And they go, yep, yeah, let, let me help you out. So they do that. The client can actually leave the print there. Or quite often the print is already waiting for the client yeah, there because so I've dropped it off.
0: The way that I would do it is I would take the print to the framers. But the client at some point has to go in and pick their frames yep. and their glass. So, so
1: my my suggestion to you is not to have the, uh, the framer uh give him the quote at all yeah but to have the framer give you the quote and then you can decide what the price will be
0: cool
1: yeah because it's you the the thing is you don't need to mark up the frame you know what i mean like you're the framer is making a a profit margin on you already regardless so it's not going to depend on how much you charge on how much he charges you Mm -hmm. his price is static it's up to you. I would I would mark it up a little bit. I would mark it up about ten percent to have a profit margin for you because you do have to bring your print to the framer. There's certain level of communication still involved, so you do need to create a little bit of a, an income source from there just just for administration work alone. Uh, and of course, there's going to be a markup on the print itself. So so
0: how do you do this with the client? Do you pick the size uh, that they'll fill the wall with? Like at what point are you giving the client a price? Have they picked the photo? What's happening?
1: (laughs) So you you know how I like to roll. I tell people, you know, grab some painter's tape and mask out a shape on the wall, measure it, and then we'll go based on that. Yeah. And then, so if they measure, let's say they measure a 30 by 40 inch, Mm -hmm. or even if it's an arbitrary size, like 32 by 38 um, <clears throat> I will then say, well, is this something that you want to want to have a mat? Yeah. Do you have any other prints in your house that have a mat? We do. How thick is the mat from frame to print? Oh, it's four inches. Then I'll be like, okay. So when you have a 30 by 40, subtract eight inches, and that will be your print size, which will be a 22 by 32. Mm-hmm. And then I print them with 22 by 32, and I drop that off at the, at the framer, and then they go in, pick out the mat and the frame. And then I give them the price based on what the framer okay. tells me the price is going to be. So
0: they're committing to a size before they're getting a price, basically? Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and quite often, and, that, and that's kind of the thing. If the, if they're very price-driven, if they're like, well, how much is this going to cost? I'll, tell, I'll give them the option. I'll say, well, tell you what. Why don't I give you the print? Okay, so 22 by 32 is not a standard print. So why don't I do a 20 by 30 for you? And then you can go and shop for a frame. And quite often they can, like, they can go and buy a cheap uh, off-the-wall type thing, uh, ready-made frame from Michael's or Walmart. That's mm-hmm. a 24 by 36 inch frame with a 20 by 30 opening, for example. <laughs> and then they know their prices. They know what to expect. You know. But for the most part, if somebody's uh, committing to a print, uh, committing to a frame, they're willing to spend the money regardless right and so i have a very small markup on my frames um i only mark them up about 10 percent um so and it's still a lot cheaper than you would pay at michael's so if i sell you a print and you go to michael's and use one of their fancy 60 percent off coupons that comes around once (laughs) every week you're still paying more than if you bought it from me and i'm and i still get to make a little bit of money you know uh these shops do exist. Almost every kind of uh, urban center, like London or GTA, will have a shop like this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so those are my products: uh, <laughs> albums uh, for weddings, anyways, albums, uh, custom frame prints, and canvases. And I, I'll be honest with you, I, I sell more canvases than anything oh, yeah. because because they're timeless, right? They're they're very easy to sell. Um, I can put a hang, uh, I can hang a canvas on any wall in my house. And it will match, Uh, whereas the black and white um, patent prints of motorcycles and cameras inside black frames that I currently have hanging in my living room, they don't really even go here (laughs) right now, let alone, you know, if I wanted to move them elsewhere. So um, not everything goes with everything. And unless it's canvas, canvas is just one of those things that it just it just looks great bare. It just look. It looks good with a with a black frame, and you know that's about it. Yep. Um, one thing I would add is do not break into the routine of following fads and offering anything that that's a fad. Um, for example, uh, a big fad right now is transferring your photos onto wood. <laughs> so you <laughs> see, you print but I a photo. would do that. <laughs> well, that that's fine, but i feel personally uh, to to answer this question to somebody who's starting out i feel that that's more of a thought that you need to discover if there's a market for it first so before you start yeah. advertising it before you start offering it see if there's a need for it see if there's a want for it you know it could be something as simple as it's a project and you bring it to uh, a wedding show or a bridal show uh, and if you get a lot of response for it and people want it by all means, figure out a way to do it. But I wouldn't put it on your price list. You know, I wouldn't start, put it on your website and say, we offer this.
0: Yeah, that's going to, see, the way I do it is I can do anything for you. Um, So if I walk into your house and, you know, it's kind of vintage, you live in the country, you have a lot of those sorts of details that I can tell you, you know, I have um, vintage windows. Um, We could do a vintage window frame. With a bunch of your photos in it or something like that. Um, the pr- photo printed on wood. Yeah. I would not be offering that to everyone, but if I walked I'm into. I'm not even
1: talking about it being printed. So what people are doing is they're printing photos on like laser paper or whatever.
0: No, I would not Or do even
1: that. just photo paper. <laughs> and then they put, uh, like wood glue or oh, Mod yeah. Podge onto the piece of wood and then they put it, the photo face down. And when it dries, they put a little bit of water on the back and they rub off the paper. Mm-hmm. And then the image is transferred to the wood.
0: Hmm.
1: So but it's I, one of those I would things. Do,
0: well, I would do that, but I wouldn't do it with everyone. If I walked into Kevin's house, for example, um, my friend Kevin, he, his house is all designed around um, like an old farm feel. So mm-hmm. he had drop ceilings. And instead of doing the, you know, white tiles that you see everywhere, he has... Um, old steel or tin what old like tin roofing from a barn um yeah in there that's awesome. um his trim in his house is barn boards instead of your normal white trim yeah. um so if i walked in there now and saw that then i might do something like that do a print on wood or something
1: and that's totally yeah cool. but yeah.
0: it's not something i would put in a price list but in my price list i do have for example custom framing um, mm-hmm. and I actually have a photo of one of his frames in there. Cause we did the vintage window frame thing with him. So, you know, cu- like seriously custom framing, it's something that we can do, but I don't have any prices on it. It's like job by job basis. So
1: exactly. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Totally makes sense. So,
0: <laughs> and
1: on, <the laughs> on that note, it's, it's something that you can, uh, you can put a blurb on it, you know? Uh, other projects considered, or uh, per request, or figure something out. Uh, definitely do some research. Look at other people's price lists. Look at other. Look at what your competition's offering mm-hmm. too. So I will. I'm at the point where I really don't care what my competition's offering because let them. Yep. All right, and a lot of my competition comes to me for canvases. So <laughs> so, so I want them to offer canvases. You know. Yeah. Um. I. One thing I. You know, I have a, I request currently where one of my clients who's ordered a couple of canvases already, she has a canvas already pre-made and she wants to, to have a frame made out of another canvas that can be put around the current canvas. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. You know, like, I'm, have you seen that? No, I just made that up. <laughs> like that's cool. Um, I'll gladly tackle this project w- with you, but it's going to be tremendously expensive. Just yeah. so you know. And she's like, "Yeah, whatever. I have the money. Okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Let's do it then." <laughs> uh, but um, you know, long story short, uh, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to what you're comfortable with and what your specific market area is demanding, because everything's based on. Uh, <laughs> I know I said no fads, but everything's based on fads to some degree, right? Canvases are still really hot right now. In five years, people might be like, "Nope, canvases are bad. They're gross. Mm-hmm. They're, it's so 2016." Yeah, it's only you know? been
0: like a few hundred years. I think I think we'll probably <laughs> exactly. still be liking canvases,
1: and hence why I'm sticking to sticking yeah. to it, right? That's why I'm picking things that, you know, if I was if I was to invest in something today, I would invest in something that people need. Yeah. So where there's a high demand. Um, and, uh, there was a big fad about printing on metal. I had so many requests to print on metal. Then somebody requested for me to print on glass. (laughs) And I finally convinced him to try acrylic because acrylic looks like glass, right? But it's not actually glass. And he said, well... My competition sells acrylic. I want to be able to sell glass.
0: No. Because it's better. <laughs> it is not better.
1: <laughs> well, it's heavier. And how, first of all. And it breaks. Second of all. Yeah. How are you <laughs> going to ship it? And how, you, it's just a nightmare. I'm like, don't. Um, and
0: they're not printing on glass. And also, you're going to get condensation with glass.
1: True. Yeah. Well, you can get condensation with anything anymore. But I guess. <laughs> so, uh, back to the original question. Oh, yeah. with offering product but also offering services um what uh what i would suggest is less is more Uh, market yourself as sort of a freelance photographer or even a portrait photographer um, and don't spam your your clients with maybe spam is not the right word don't overwhelm your clients with, uh, with many galleries on your website. So if you build a website or if you have any sort of online presence, whether it's as simple as a Facebook page or Tumblr, don't overwhelm your clients with a variety of things that you do. Uh, if you want to shoot boudoir, then focus on boudoir. Mm-hmm. If you want to shoot, for example, portraits of children, then focus on portraits of children and, you know, specify that. In your description, you know, I really like children. I want to photograph your children. Please call me so that I can hang out with your children. And of course, if you have a really creepy portrait beside that, you'll never get a phone call. (laughs) But um, um, Mm. go from there. Yeah. And uh, but I think I can sum this whole thing up with less is more. Um, And one thing that I would say for sure is... You know, when you write your bio and description, do not start with, hello, my name is, and I am 25 years old. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I am a husband and a father. (laughs) Oh, man. Yep. And, um, what else can we add? I think, I think that's pretty much it. (laughs) That pretty much kind of sums it up. (laughs) I think so. Um, It's a good start to the pricing
0: thing.
1: Yeah. And... Just to to give kind of a a preview on the pricing, you know, well, okay, great. So how much can I charge, right? Um, Consider consider your overhead and consider how much you want to make uh, on, let's say, an annual basis. Uh, So when it comes tax time, how much (laughs) do you want that to show? Uh, because that's, I think that's the biggest mistake that people make. And this is something that I want to say, uh, when you become a professional photographer, when you start a business, you are in business and you are in business to make a profit. Right. But if it costs you $3,000 to produce a wedding and you're charging $3,000 to produce a wedding after you pay yourself, that means you're not turning any profit. That means your business is not making money. It means you're getting paid to run it, but your business isn't making any money. Now, it's not like you have, um, you know, a boardroom full of shareholders screaming at you and board directors who are like, "You got to turn a profit, or we're going to let you go." You are at the end of the day your own boss, but consider the fact that you do need to make a somewhat of a profit for just miscellaneous reasons, yeah. which we will cover in a future episode. Um, having said that, uh, start doing research now on your overhead. So I suggested the company Zeno, and I would use them as a sort of litmus uh, test uh, to start pricing what your minimum price on albums is going to be, because I find they are one of the least expensive, more affordable companies. Um, Having said that, do not order their canvases, not because I'm in business to make money producing canvases but because their canvases are actually terrible they're <laughs> they're really really bad yeah. uh their finished quality is not very good um and because they're being mass produced in a company in china somewhere um they're just not their quality control is terrible their books on the other hand are better than good enough they're they compete with some of the best ones out there uh but their canvas they just haven't figured that out yeah um so uh, do, do your research on the overhead, uh, do your research on cost of living and how much you want to make in order to survive and in, in order to pay yourself to be able to afford to live where you want to live and to support a lifestyle you want to have. Um, and then when having settled that, uh, add add all that up and make sure you uh, figure things in, in there such as uh, income tax um, and such as, you know, income tax, not just for yourself, but your business. For So every dollar you bring in is subject to taxes. That's just the way life is. And that's the way it is in Ontario, Canada, where we are, but uh, I don't think it's any different anywhere else in the world, yeah. really. So um, once you have all that figured out, whatever that number is, uh, wherever you need to be, decide on how much you want to work or how much you're currently working perhaps based on the photo shoots you're booking. And the good news is is that as if you're if you're able to handle let's let's use an example of a wedding photographer. If you're able to handle 25 weddings per year and you want to do 25 weddings per year, then whatever the number is, and let's if that's all you're doing, you your task is really simple. You just divide that number by 25. So if your overhead uh, and your, your income uh, for your business is, let's say, $65,000 uh, annually, and you want to make a 10% return, um, which would put you at $71,500. Let's round it up to $75,000. If you need to bring in $75,000 and you want to shoot 25 weddings, well, guess what? That's really simple math. You need to charge $3,000 annually. So we'll get a little bit deeper into this and what to charge, what not to charge based on your market and based on the research you will do. But uh, hopefully this answers questions for today. And hopefully you've learned something and uh, we want to thank you for subscribing and we want to thank you for sharing, asking all these questions and sharing, (laughs) sharing is caring. (laughs) Yes. So in order for us to continue doing uh, episodes in the future, we need your uh, continuing support and you can show that just by simply leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. So go to double exposure.show slash iTunes. Um, I just want to break into Sean Connery. Double Exposure Show. Um, you, you can find show notes. Yeah. On the Wait, that was not
0: right. <laughs>
1: that was not. I've right. lost Close. it. I've
0: lost my accent.
1: Keep doing. Keep doing it. It'll come back. Uh, the show notes are on Double Exposure Show slash episodes slash thirty four, and join the conversation on Facebook with uh, all of our other peeps and Double Exposure Show group, and make sure you tell your friends. Tag them, share them, add them to the group. Mm -hmm. We look forward to seeing you and hearing from you. But until next week.
0: Okay, bye.